0: Welcome back to the World Famous GDP Go Deep, the podcast, where we share our opinions like we have a clue. You can find us on most forms of social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Thank you again for your support. And remember, always go deep. All right, folks, welcome back to the World Famous GDP. I'm John Nothing Do. On today's show, we have the one, the only the Spectacular, but we're not going to say his name yet because we're going to go into our sponsor. Folks, nobody likes a dirty beanbag and nobody likes a tree trunk that's not trim. So do yourself a favor. Go to GoSmoothYourBalls.com forward slash deep in the promotion area or the checkout area. Put in code word go deep" and get yourself 15% off. Nobody likes a, a dirty bush as uh, MoFo likes to put it. Your partner will thank you and you will thank us. And with that being said, on today's show, we're returning to the MoFo raw gas experience and obviously that means we have mofo on the show how are you pal
1: i'm good as always it's happy uh happy to be here ready to do this so
0: welcome back it's been a little while i know you've been busy i've been busy life's been busy you know
1: yeah it's uh as always you know it's been a busy summer busy uh with the car show thing i mean the thing is we haven't really been up here in ontario guys haven't really had any um official shows but i've definitely been out there cruising and uh getting out there been to the track a couple times and, uh, haven't really had a chance to, uh, post much about it, but it looks like, uh, our season is done there with the, uh, with our S10, the Black Widow, which is unfortunate, but, uh, that is racing for those of you that uh, do follow and support continue. Uh, we do appreciate it, or I appreciate it, I should say, but, uh, yeah, it looks like we've uh, done a little damage there to the motor. Um, got a couple issues to address, so it is going to be coming out over the next uh, couple weeks when I get some time and, uh to be going in for a little bit of a rebuild, maybe a little bit more sugar and spice on it uh, for the next round. And uh, we'll be back next season. Going to try uh, again for those nines, see what happens, right? But no, it's just been a busy summer, guys. I do appreciate, though, everyone uh, staying put, tuning back in. And uh, much like I hope uh, you all have, I've been watching the NASCAR, watching the racing, really exciting stuff going on there. So we're going to delve into it today.
0: Yes, let's do that.
1: John, I know your favorite track probably uh, coming up there this Saturday night, Daytona. Yes. Now, I'm always a big fan of restrictor plate racing. The irony of it is is I love it, and it's incredibly maddening all at once. So you have to remember that you spend so much time massaging on these bodies, the teams, do you know what I'm saying? You're putting so much on the line just to end up losing it. So in this case, though, now, we're like, this is the last race, if anyone is not aware, this is the last race before the chase starts for NASCAR's version of the playoffs, right? Okay. So... You've got a lot on the line. There's a lot of teams that are already locked in. But you've got some guys like an Austin Dillon and a Matt Benedetto looking on the outside, looking in. Uh, Denny Hamlin's already locked in. Harvick is, should be in based on points. But, uh, you know, technicalities of, of anything's possible because it's a win and you're in, right? Definitely. So It's, it's, it's going to be interesting. But uh, we're going to Daytona. Really looking forward to it. You know, usually I would talk about ones to watch. but I mean, it's hard because typically – Typically, there's been like one or two guys that have shined all season and you're like, yeah, you know, like they're, they're going to run well. They always run well at like a restrictor plate track. The thing is, though, is we've been now seeing we've got Kyle Larson running up there running phenomenal. I mean, and we've talked to Kyle a couple of times over the this season about how well he has run. Now he's in Hendrick Motorsports equipment. Dominating out there. If he's not winning, he's still in the top three, top five. Like, you can't go wrong with results like that. It's hard to discount over ryan Blaney. You look at Blaney, right? Blaney's really hitting his marks, coming off of what was it, a second place there at the Indianapolis Road Course. And I know, John, you and I talked about that because there was quite a bit of drama there post race uh with Denny Hamlin afterwards, right?
0: Definitely, like some but, young and no, wrestling mean, uh, stuff.
1: <laughs> right? <laughs> so, no, but Blaney is. Uh, you know, Blaney there got a win in Michigan and a hard-fought win, well-deserved, very entertaining. So if anyone did not get to see the Michigan race, make sure, guys, that you go back, tune into it. At least the last, like, 10 laps, i say. Really good racing. I think NASCAR really uh, had a good product there. And I wish that the borders were open because I usually would have attended the Michigan race at Michigan International Speedway. But uh, due to uh, COVID and all that, you know, bullshit still going on, not able to cross the border, uh, at least by driving. And I'm not flying to Michigan. I just got to drive. <laughs> if you, but, fl- uh, if you fly, fly to Michigan, was... <laughs> you
0: could use a small plane, at least. It's not that far. Oh,
1: wow. <laughs> Speaking of small, John, anyways. Aww.
0: <laughs> Let me ask you something before we go any deeper. Restricted yeah. uh, plate racing. Can you explain it to the listener just in case they are not aware?
1: Oh, OK. So, yeah, restricted plate racing. Basically, in short, is your restrict like they have like a small? uh, It's a restrictor plate in between the what used to be the carburetor and the intake manifold of the engine. Now they've got a throttle body, like fuel injection, so they'll still have a, a, a plate basically in there between the throttle body now and the intake manifold. And all that restrictor plate is doing is it's a plate that is literally restricting the volume of air moving into that engine, thus cutting the the amount of horsepower that the car is going to make. So essentially it's just NASCAR's way of dialing back the power. You have to understand that each team or most teams still build their own engines, right? And that in that case, some teams buy their engines from say a Hendrick Motorsports or from a Roush Fenway or whoever, right? But the the teams, I mean you could say you can't just say the teams you are not allowed to make more than say seven hundred horsepower. How it works is the teams build their engines based upon the specs that NASCAR has, has laid out that they are allowed to work in.
0: Okay. And then
1: NASCAR says, okay, we're going to a restrictor plate track. Here you go. A Daytona a Talladega as an example. Here is this restrictor plate. This is a a mandated device, there's a template that fits the restrictor plate to make sure that it's within spec. And I say that and they check it pre-race and post-race because over the years, anyone that's watched NASCAR long enough, there has been new, like endless amounts of gamesmanship of where restrictor plates that started out to spec size have literally like just as the race goes on, it just disintegrates away and opens itself up or it melts, it falls apart. Like, I'm telling you, the the engineering teams that work on this stuff would blow your mind with the, again, the gamesmanship, as I call it. Okay. Right? So that's basically what a restrictor plate is, just restricting the volume of air into the engine. Anyone that has already watched a restrictor plate race knows what we're talking about when we are inevitably going to have the big one. Anyone that has not, you know, essentially you get, what we call pack racing, where you've got like you know 20, 30 cars all bunched together, in some case all 40, uh, and inevitably, you've got guys racing inches off of each other, something's going to happen. you've got bump drafting going on, and there will be what we call the big one. Hopefully everyone is all right. Uh, you know, as an educated race fan like I, I like to think of myself. You never want to see the big one because I recognize all the, the damage and, and such incurred the cost and the injuries that could potentially come from it. You have to remember that those those are a lot of hours into those cars, thousands of hours into the race cars, getting them ready just to see it go up in smoke. So it's essentially like buying useless mining stock, right? Jesus. But uh, I know there is a segment of people out there that just I've often heard they I just tune in the NASCAR to, to watch the wrecks. Okay. <laughs> Well, you've clearly never built a car. Anyways, but uh, no, no it, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be interesting. I think, uh, you know what, it, it, I, I would use, in this case, I feel like I would be betting on the Fords. I'd be watching some of the Fords, and I say that because I feel Penske is, is hitting on some things there, and they've always had a good restrictor plate uh, track program. It'd be neat to see like a Brad Kay take one, uh, take one away this weekend. I feel it'd be well-deserved. Or Joey Logano. But uh, of course, I was always happy there last weekend when I saw my boy uh, Ryan Blaney take the win. Um, but hey, Larson, I mean, is unstoppable. Chase Elliott. So I think either way, regardless of who you're tuning for, folks, it's going to be a great race. Make sure you tune in. That's gonna be Saturday night. Um, now, if I may segue guys out of the NASCAR thing for a second, just uh, we, we've had a lot of racing over the last few weeks, and like I said, I know I've been away doing my uh, my own racing stuff, but just want to touch, go back if I may, John, and I remember we had talked about the srX series,
0: yes, I was just worth asking racing about that
1: experience. now, I don't know, John, if you watched all six races or not, I know that you and I watched a couple there, and you know we found it pretty good, yeah um, I just want to, I just want to give a few thoughts on that because as as the series went on, I mean it was only six races, but it felt like it was an, it was interesting to see how much the fans were engaging online. I know I was engaging in various situations of, you know, talking to different people about it and giving an opinion and taking some check some back and
0: I thought you were trying to get phone numbers.
1: Well I tried, but yeah, all I all I got was yours. And <laughs> I, I mean you know. <laughs> um, <laughs> Jesus <laughs> You know, the the thing though with the SRX years is I think they hit on a couple of key points. They they made the great fan experience. So I just want to give them hats off to that. They showed at the various short tracks. These short tracks were all sold out. A lot of them have said, too, like we have not had this kind of fan base come to our tracks in forever. So, again, really good there to see the fans coming out. I thought it was fantastic. They were showing the drivers being uh, able to do an autograph session before the race and meet their fans. I think that's huge. I, I say that because... I think it's good for the kids, for the young people that are looking to get into the sport. They can meet their heroes young. They can, you know, really sort of build on build on something there, right? But
0: Definitely. they can meet
1: their favorite driver. Even as an adult, you can go and meet your favorite driver. You can meet a Tony Stewart, a Chase Elliott, or a Bill Elliott, or, uh, you know, Paul Tracy. You can meet them right before the race and and a photo or a signature. And I think that's huge. I think it's ultimately like SRX did something where they were really getting back to the the roots and the core of what racing should be about. Not so much the, the sponsors and having to do this and that appearance and run there, run there. That being said, folks, I'm not obtuse. Sponsors are what pay the bills. Yep. You get that. I know you get that. I'm just saying, though, that I was really pleased with the SRX series and what they did. With that being said, the one thing I want to sort of close out on and discuss loosely and, and just quickly, I mean, it's, it's obviously long past now, and I've had time to, you know, make my banter and, and reflect upon it and then sort of readjust my opinion. Was
0: and by evil, that, you mean you know? talk shit?
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, I was I was going to say, like, give you a haircut, but there's nothing there to cut. So That's
0: the way I like it. Hashtag Donna.
1: Adam, Adam, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Donna, Donna would be proud. Um, so, yeah, the Haley Deegan, Paul Tracy thing, folks. I'm sure if you are in the motorsports, you already heard about all this. It was quite a back and forth on social media. I thought it was fantastic, and I mean, even just Paul Tracy as a whole. So, first off, full disclosure is I really I like Paul. I thought he was a great ambassador, if you will, uh, for IndyCar. I remember watching IndyCar growing up and I was a big Paul Tracy fan when he would come to Toronto. Uh, So a lot of respect for Paul. Now, Paul always had a little bit of a a driving style or a reputation, if you will, for being a a little bit rough out there. That being said, everyone's going to bring a different driving style to the SRX series, just the way that they pick the drivers from various sanctioning bodies. So first off, I think that is fantastic. That being said, though, it was interesting to watch the drivers start in race one and everyone's giggling and laughing and this is going to be fun. But by race six, some of these guys are ready to kill each other and they're talking about, well, you know, this is how I drive and this is, you know, my line. And I remember Paul kept saying like, don't chop my nose. And he, he was having fun with it because the way Paul was entering the turns and then sort of cutting down guys are saying, well, he's chopping my nose. He hasn't cleared the position yet. so, Again, you have to go back and watch the footage, folks, if you have not already seen it. But I just want to say I thought at first it was amazing to see how well Haley Deegan was running with these uh, with these guys. Like these, these guys are former champions, um, two, three times the level of experience in some cases on a racetrack as Haley does. But she was running phenomenal, keeping up. I think she has a very bright future within NASCAR, especially short track. This girl could hold on to the wheel. She really uh, went door handle with door handle. I think Tony Stewart really was open. His eyes were opened up to, hey, this maybe will be someone I want for my team going forward in the years to come. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, like, uh, the whole Paul Tracy thing, Haley Deegan, really interesting just to see the back and forth on social media. And, again, public, any publicity is not bad publicity because, I mean, the people that were talking about the SRX races, and the people are saying, Hey, we gotta tune in to see how this is gonna go over. And I mean the look on Ray Evernham's face, the co-creator along with Tony Stewart at Ray's face, the last race after Paul sort of, you know, couple there was a little couple of little dust ups there. And it I mean, it said it all, you know, but I mean it's watching it as a live sporting event, you're watching it and it's like this is a train wreck and it's like, how's how's this gonna go over? And you're just waiting for what's gonna happen in the pit. You know, you're seeing Paul Tracy, you know, running over to Haley Deegan's trailer to sort of have this discussion. It's like, you're all on edge. No one wants to necessarily see any sort of violence. We don't condone that. Of course not. But you, you're watching and you're in, just trying to anticipate what's going to happen next. And, you know, before you know it, boom, you're tuning in next weekend. So with that, I just want to close out. You say, congratulations, Tony Stewart, on taking the SRX championship. I know a lot of people did have some kickback about, oh, well, it's Tony's, you know, he's a he's co-owner, co-creator of this series, and now he goes and wins the championship. Listen, guys, they did dirt track, they did asphalt, short track. Tony was competing out there with all the guys. Did he have a little bit of an advantage on dirt track? Maybe, yeah, it's hard to argue that he didn't. But, you know, we saw a lot of stiff competition out there. Door handle, the door handle racing, very pleased. Hopefully SRX is going to uh, be able to extend their series to an eight or a ten race series next year maybe get some more funding in there and uh, you know, just some different names that could be easily thrown into the mix for the odd race here or that, but phenomenal racing. Hopefully they're able to get that going again. I I know originally when, when Paul got sort of wrecked by Haley and Haley just held her line, I remember screaming at the TV that, Oh, you know, Paul, you better get out there and fix this, right, and uh, wow. Turner. But I went back, I, I watched some footage, and I realized, you know what, actually I think Haley Dean was right in the right. So good to see her out there standing her ground. Folks, if you have not watched SRX, make sure you tune in for the next season. It should be some phenomenal racing. Shouts out again to Tony Stewart. And, uh, yeah, so looking forward to it. But that's for next season. Next week, folks, we will be back with uh, more Mofos Raw Gas. And we will be talking about John's haircut, or the lack thereof. <laughs> and we will also be covering the uh, Daytona the Daytona race results and who's going to be then in uh, the chase and uh, making some predictions. We might see about if I can get some uh, info from Astro Moon on who I should be betting on or who I should be watching, maybe based on some numbers and the stars, if they align. We'll see. Okay. But uh, again, thank you for uh, listening. Thank you for the
0: continued uh, support. So uh, before we close that out, one uh, one thing quickly. I don't know if you're aware there, MoFo, but we're having a contest for Asher Moon. She has a segment, and she wants us to help her name it, and that means you, the listener. So even though that may not necessarily pertain to you, if you know anybody else that's interested, um, go on our social media and put out your name for this segment. The winner of this contest, which will be announced on September 15th, will uh, get a free reading on air from Astro Moon. it's her three card spread and not the kind of spread that uh, mofo would offer you just putting it out there (laughs) (laughs) also folks we have gear at the spring store um i know they've had a bit of a stock issue but uh i think they're getting better now so take a look at it the the details will either be on my twitter account or they will be on the PodBeam inf- uh, information section. Uh, Mofo, once again, thank you for taking the time and explaining all your goodness about racing and how you're gonna start endorsing hair plugs because you need some.
1: I uh, never employ. I never. <laughs> <laughs> folks, thank you for thank you for listening. John caught me flat footed, as always. He uh, he likes to abuse me, but uh, folks, thank you for listening. Thank you for doing this with us. And remember, always go deep.
0: Always go deep. Welcome back to the world-famous GDP Go Deep, the podcast, where we share our opinions like we have a clue. You can find us on most forms of social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Thank you again for your support, and remember, always, Go Deep.